Are you, like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know, looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages 6 and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Edit Your Life. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Today's topic is conquering procrastination. But before we get into our topic, we want to just introduce ourselves and say hi, because you may or may not know us. I'm Asha Dornfest, and my website is called parenthacks.com. And I am the co-author with Christine of the book Minimalist Parenting. And Christine. <laughs> Yes, uh, I'm Christine Coe. I'm a former music and brain neuroscientist turned multimedia overlord. <laughs> and um, I'm best known on the internet for bostonmamas.com, which uh, celebrated its ninth birthday this summer, which is sort of crazy. And yes, Asha and I wrote this awesome book together, Minimalist Parenting. If you're a parent, you should read it. <laughs> you absolutely should read it. You know, we're very proud of it. And the thing about it is that it just continues to be relevant in both of our lives as our kids get older. So I think that's one of the wonderful things for us is that this is, you know, minimalist parenting is the life that we live. So we're very excited to talk talk to you about it here. Totally. And I think that, you know, one of the, the natural extensions, I mean, Asha, you know, we've been wanting to do something together because we love working together. And as our lives change and our kids get older, you know, it the specter of things, you know, we're thinking about can return to us, which is kind of cool. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, we've always been very interested in general lifestyle editing type of content and issues. And that was kind of the natural next step was this edit your life podcast, which I, I got to say, I just love the title. It's so direct. <laughs> well, and editing your life. I mean, it, it's just, it's very empowering to think about the fact that just, you know, it, it's not so much about having to make decisions about how to live the perfect life. It's about just removing little bits of your life that probably you don't need to have cluttering, you know, cluttering your schedule and your mental process. And, you know, most likely so much of what you love is already there in your life. We're just here to remind you to just take out the stuff that isn't uh, getting you where you want to go. Right. Baby steps, man. And yes, so totally. Yes. Yeah, so that let, let's get into our first topic, actually, which is it's so funny because, you know, Asha and I are all Google Docs nerding out and we had all these show our first couple show ideas all mapped out. And then I had this like incident that happened this weekend, <laughs> this past weekend or that 
was sort of the perfect tee up for a first episode on conquering procrastination. Okay, so you know, I have a trademark. I had I got notices that I needed to renew the trademark for Boston Mamas, like starting like six months ago. I knew I had to do this. It was on my to-do list. And, you know, I used Wonderlist for my to-do list. And it was literally sitting there lingering and I kept pushing it forward for like six months. And so, and it was just kind of hanging over me. I didn't want to do it. I don't like being my own lawyer. <laughs> um, maybe I should just get a lawyer that might help. But by the time I finally tackled it this past weekend, it only took 15 minutes to do it. But because I had procrastinated for so long and I'd missed, you know, the, the sort of deadline of actually doing it, um, I was a couple of weeks late on that. So I had to pay in a hundred dollar fine, which uh-huh. I found to be really annoying because at that particular moment in time, the thing I really wanted to spend a hundred dollars on was a soda stream. <laughs> like seriously. Priorities. So, um, Asha, do you have a recent procrastination example that has frustrated you? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I have many that I could choose from, actually. <laughs> uh, you know, the one that uh, the one that leaps out at me, though, is uh, it, is around clearing out my son's closet. My son. Well, actually, it was a little while ago now. He moved to a different room in our house and uh, he took over my former office. And that former office closet space was shoved full of. Uh, I mean, my version of tidying is shoving things in the closet. And what I especially love to shove in the closet are big boxes of papers because papers and paperwork are the things that give me the most anxiety. I don't know why. I always think there's going to be some sort of scary paper in my, you know, stacks and stacks of bills. So there were some boxes of papers uh, shoved in that closet that I were I was afraid to go through. And I, as a result, delayed clearing out his closet for months. He moved into the room. The closet was still totally full of just literally boxes of papers. So finally he said, mom, please, I'd really like to use the closet. And I thought, (laughs) okay, you know, I think I need to just do this. So I screwed up my courage, took a deep breath, took out the boxes. There were probably about five or six big boxes of papers. And I went through them. In the end, I, I can I can explain the process of how I got through them. But in the end, not only did the boxes contain zero scary papers, there were only about 10 minutes. Uh, I would say that <laughs> what was left, what was left, there were 10 minutes worth of, you know, papers that required filing and two uncashed checks. <laughs> so, oh, no. Was it was it one hundred dollars? Could you have bought like a soda stream with that? <laughs> I could, dude, I could have bought at least three soda streams. Oh, Maybe I need to buy you a soda stream. No, I actually just uh, so what I'm saying there. is there was a there was there was cash money in those boxes. And I uh, oh. I had procrastinated. Not only had I procrastinated, but I actually had, you know, really felt anxious and that horrible feeling in my stomach for a very long time about this job. That's so it's so weird. I mean, both of those examples, we actually talk in the book about this idea that sometimes you procrastinate on things that actually don't even take that long. But mm-hmm. they had just have this weird emotional weight to them. Yeah. Well, you know, in my case, that weird emotional weight usually has to do with either something I'm afraid of. In my case, somehow like, oh, no, what if there is a, you know, one hundred and fifty thousand dollar bill that I forgot to pay? It's it's irrational, but I have this fear. But the other thing is that I'm ashamed. Honestly, it's embarrassing that I pile a bunch of papers and throw them in boxes and then shove them in closets. And it's it's like I think. The, the act of actually having to go through those boxes reminded me that most of what was in there was literally junk mail and stuff that could have been recycled. I mean, mm-hmm. I am afraid of 
<laughs> junk mail. And and I and I think, you know, I joke about it, but honestly, I do think that shame really does get in the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally get it. Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. So, you know, we're very action-oriented. So we wanted to share today some key tips for conquering procrastination. It's, it's really, you know, let's, let's let go of the fear and shame. Let's move mm-hmm. on. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do uh, it. Asha, what's your well, first tip? My first tip, it's such a rookie tip, but it's to keep a written and running to-do list. I'm also a big fan of Wonderlist. I mm-hmm. think it's fabulous it's and free. it's free. It's fabulous. It's free. And, uh, and it, it's, it's, it's a great web platform that keeps getting, um, Updated. Let's just say I know some pretty awesome people that work at Wonderlist. So I know. Oh, I've been plugging it and I didn't even know that. I mean, you know, yeah. people who work everywhere, but uh, well, I uh, let's just say it's a it's a great platform that I think we can count on for a long time to come. I think Thank that's goodness. really important. So there's a web platform and there's an app. So Wonderlist, really great uh, for keeping your to do list. I think the thing about to do list is that it really needs to be a working document or, you know, tool in your life. You need to refer to it every day. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and it, it's not, don't feel like you need to rebel against it. It's, it's actually there to help you. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm actually hinting at the fact that I used to very much rebel against my to-do list, you know, sort of like, you're not the boss of me. <laughs> and, and then I really changed my thinking around it, uh, to sort of, see it as an ally and as almost like a personal assistant. Like, I like you, you're helping me. 
Oh, um, hey, speaking of that, you know, like yeah. you're not the boss of me and making friends with your to-do list. Can you ask your friends at Wonderless to like, if you could upload, maybe you can already do this and I don't know, but if you could upload different wallpapers, like if I could up- upload unicorn wallpaper to the, as my Wonderless background, I mean, think about, <laughs> think about how much more I would get done. Unicorns are the bosses of you. They, they totally are. are. They're my boss. I love them. <laughs> Okay, I, I I will I will do what I can. I will put, put that some in the string. suggestion box. <laughs> Unicorns. Unicorns, always. So uh, I have more I can say to that, but uh, Christine, I'd like to hear what your what your strategies are because really you are the queen of you're the queen of the to do list. I, I do love my to do list, and you know I. But as as you can see from that example I shared, they I do I still get tied up with emotional baggage with them. Um, but one of my favorite tips, we talk about this one in the book, and it really is a favorite um, related to to-do to lists, is to tackle your hardest thing first or the thing that you've been dreading the most. Um, sometimes it's a thing like a trademark renewal. Sometimes it's responding to an email. Sometimes it's making a phone call. Um, but a lot of times those things actually don't take that much time, as we've both seen. And I find if you sort of make an appointment with yourself and carve out time explicitly and turn everything else off. <laughs> so, you know, no social media or anything uh-huh. like that. Um, you can just get it done and then you will just feel so much better. I, I, I felt so much better after I finished that stupid renewal. And then I went and like, you know, binge watched Netflix cause I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a productive use of your time. Actually, I know. it, you know, I, I joke, but it actually is a productive use of your time because it's sort of, it's on my next strategy, which is rewarding yourself when you've hit that, when you've hit the stopping point on there your you to-do go. list or when you've done that really hard thing. I honestly think, you know, again, I felt embarrassed that clearing out that closet and those boxes of papers was so difficult for me and that it was scary for me. But, but it was, you know, there's just no point in my denying it. And when I was done, I too felt that feeling of just, it's like this entire space opened up inside my consciousness mm-hmm. and I could think again, you know, that anxiety was just crowding everything else out. And so I rewarded myself too. When, once I cleared out that closet, I don't, if only I could remember what I did, I did do something. And then there was a little bit of like ridiculous dancing around my son's room too, to my son's great chagrin. Okay. You need to YouTube that next time. <laughs> Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Maybe. That now that my awesome. son is, so current on social media, I need to put some embarrassing footage of myself out there. There you go. There you go. Make it happen. Uh, rewarding yourself is important because you did something. You accomplished something. And, uh, you know, it might not be something that anyone else really cares about or plans to acknowledge, but it's really important that you did it. And I think it's important to acknowledge that to yourself. Yeah. You know, I actually do that with I reward myself with things on my to-do list after I finish things on my to-do list. So no joke. And I'm sorry. I, okay. Like I have no professional relationship with SodaStream. It's just, <laughs> I've been obsessing <laughs> over it for the last week or two since visiting two friends that had them and couldn't stop talking about them. But literally yesterday, SodaStream was on my to-do list to think about and potentially take action on. And after I knocked off like five things on my to-do list, I said, I'm going to reward myself by ordering that SodaStream. And then I could go check. <laughs> right? I was like, so I made the reward. Put, I put the reward on my to-do list. And well, then I got another check better. mark. It was like gold stars all over the place. <laughs> For a second I thought to myself that you had an item on your to-do list that said, think about soda stream. <laughs> no, I did. I did. 
on my it was my reward to think about the soda stream i know i've been obsessing but now i can stop obsessing because i ordered it and we're well, you know now i can just for start you making that's good because i was beverages. actually going to secretly ordered you a, so- a soda so stream cute. as soon as we finished recording but now i'm not going to do that see this is why i love you also. okay maybe i'll get you a anyway so uh, uh okay rewards are important i you know the fact is your to-do list goes on forever it will never be empty. And that's really fine uh, because that's life. I mean, we're to do, we're to doing stuff all the time. And so I think just introducing little pauses into your to-do list, little moments to sort of stand on the summit of the mountain and go, Hmm, you know, Mm -hmm. like with your hands on your hips going, I have conquered this even for five minutes is a good thing. Totally. Actually that, that leads me to my, my next tip actually, um, because I'm all about like, check, 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 check. I really (laughs) love, it just makes me feel so good. And so one of the best ways short of to do that, short of um, being very sciencey and figuring out how to clone yourself is to outsource. (laughs) So, you know, we're Asha and I are big. We're both big fans of outsourcing. And, um, you know, some of the one of the pivotal moments for me was in hiring help. Um, And I'm, I'm not talking about a babysitter, but I mean, professionally. Um, hiring an assistant, which I did for the first time a couple of years ago. And then um, my beloved assistant, Chris Ann, needed to leave. And, you know, she had to prioritize her family, which I totally am, am down with. Um, and at first it was funny. At first I was kind of freaked out when that happened because, oh, no, change is hard. Um, but then I used the opportunity to kind of change the role and evolve it into something that I now call creative assistant. <laughs> So now Laura is my wonderful creative assistant who she's actually behind the scenes helping with this podcast. And it's just been, it's so great to get help and to have somebody to just kind of like help take that load, you know, distribute the weight, help you with things um, and really outsource um, the things that somebody else really could do. So you can focus on the things that are exclusively, um, you know, your brain power or your strengths or whatever, what have you. That's so important. And outsourcing is something I struggle with, actually, (laughs) not because I consider myself so controlling and, uh, you know, I must do everything. But I just uh, I just think in terms of I'll I'll just do it. And even if you're not outsourcing something professionally, you can think in terms of outsourcing inside your personal life or your home life. Um, Actually, something you just said really struck a chord, which is that uh, you know, to take a moment and think about what you can uniquely do and then what other people can can do. I mean, it, it's as basic as housework, if you can afford to pay for, you know, help with house cleaning. But also, uh, you know, remember, if you have children, they can also clean things. I Your spouse helpers. <laughs> yes, indeed. Your spouse or partner can. Uh, in, in For example, in my family, my husband, Rail, is the much more organized and systematic of the two of us. He just is. I am the more intuitive. He is the more systematic. And because of that, he's much better at thinking through household systems. He's Mm -hmm. also really into that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we've been married for 21 years now. It's taken us quite a long time to figure these things out, but really identifying what each of our strengths are and what we enjoy doing, and then sort of apportioning out some of those tasks, whatever they are, based on what we're uniquely suited for it mm-hmm. it doesn't always work because you know let's face it someone's got to clean the toilet <laughs> and outsource you know, that <laughs> not neither one of us loves doing it but um it's it's a it's a good thing to think about what totally. you can uniquely do and what other people can can do as well yeah totally 
I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, speaking of, you know, other people, I know you had one more tip that you wanted to share. about. Oh, indeed. Oh, yes. That's my favorite tip. I left it at the end. Support buddy. Okay. So, you know, my example about cleaning out the closet. Mm-hmm. So I was really scared when I was, I, you know, when I first did it and I sort of had to like, you know, approach the full closet, take out the first box. I actually had my son sit in the room with me. Believe it or not, just having another human being in the room with me Mm -hmm. helped me do this intimidating task because I could actually say out loud, this is really scary. And my son would say, mom, it's a box of papers. You're going to be okay. He wasn't even particularly comforting. He was just there. Excuse me. He was just there. And it really, really helped me. Whereas if I were in there by myself, I might have suddenly suddenly had a great need to have a cup of coffee or some other reason to run out of the room and procrastinate. So sometimes just having a person there. Another time I swapped um, filing services with my friend. Uh, Literally, (sighs) I went over to my friend's house and I helped her file a bunch of crappy paperwork, which was totally fine for me to do in her house. And it was actually fun because we sat there and we you know, talked and stuff. For her, it was intimidating and a heinous job. But for me, it was like, I don't mind filing your papers. And then she came over and she helped me. And it's amazing how we actually had a good time doing it. Yeah. Oh, you know, and that's, I mean, that's a key thing about that point actually is, um, I don't know if you would actually, you know, swap papers, but, um, you know, other people will not have the emotional attachment and fear that you have. So this reminded me of when um, my in-laws were moving and they were procrastinating on packing and it was just, it was just also daunting. And so I went over there and, and I'm like, okay, I'm here for a day. Let's get this done. 
And, you know, the can of rusty nails in the basement that had been being saved. I'm like, you really don't need this. And my father-in-law was like, but, but, but wait. I'm like, no, going into the trash, you know? Yeah. There were were just all these, you know, those nails were pulled out from some old toy that his, you know, there were, there were all just all these connections that I didn't care about. I just saw the, saw the items for what they, you know, really were. And it was just much easier and much faster. Methinks. There is top. There is enough material there for another episode of Edit Your Life. <laughs> the emotional, just the emotional attachment we have to stuff. Oh my gosh! We'll Let's get my therapist husband John on as oh, a yeah. guest. He would be a totally. great guest on this show. Well, we got to have John on. We got to yeah. have Rail on. Oh, these totally. Are not characters. We need, need to have these they, characters they fleshed need to out. Meet, well, they they need to be on the podcast, and they also need to meet because Facebook tries to tag. Like it interchanges. It thinks John and Rail are the same person, which I find uh, kind of funny. Well, that says many things about us, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, we'll we'll do another episode on husbands. But you know, meanwhile, so for those of you who are familiar with Asha and my work online and in print, that sounds very grown up to say, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will know that you know we're all about tangible steps. I mean, this is it's just the way we work, and I love it, and that's why I love working with you. So I kind of love this. We're going to wrap each episode with what we're calling your next edit, which I really love. It's a key idea or action you can march forward with, which, hey, you know, what? here's your next edit marching order. So, Asha, what's your next edit? My next edit is to write down a list of five rewards for yourself, because my very nice advice to reward yourself after you complete something is great. But you need to know what you're going to reward yourself with. And I don't know about you, but I have a hard time coming up with rewards. I really do. I, I'm not much of a shopper. And so it's not like I, it's easy for me to come up with five things that I would like. But I would say, come up with five things, set a price limit that might not even, it might not even be something you buy. It might be 15 minutes with, you know, your People magazine, or it might be, you know, something experiential. But come up with a list of rewards, keep those things on hand so that you really can reward yourself once you complete a, a really challenging task. I love that. I seriously love that. I'm going to do that. You have influenced me. I'm going to do that after we finish recording. I'm a very influential social media you are. personality, you are. Christine. You are. <laughs> okay. So my, your next edit, that sounds funny, is um, remember that you are the boss of the dreaded thing you are procrastinating on. Um, you know, so if yeah. it's something you can't outsource, you know, as I said, set a calendar appointment with yourself, shut down Facebook or what have you, and just bang the thing out. Um, you know, as we've talked about, you'll likely find that the dreaded thing doesn't actually take that much time. And then it just feels so much better to be the boss of that thing, right? Than letting it kind of own you. Very, very, very true. Perhaps buy a party store tiara or something and wear it <laughs> while doing this dreaded task. I love that idea. Dress up. Uh, you know? Actually, you know what? Having a little superhero costume can help. I think so. I think uh-huh. so. Okay. That, that is, that is awesome. Well, and that's really great. That's great advice. It's actually something that I need to hear because I, it's, it's easy to feel pushed around by that anxiety and you just, you know, just, re- just a simple reminder to yourself that actually this is, this is my choice. It, it's, it's so simple, but it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Nice. Okay, everyone. So thank you so much for listening to this first episode. Well, and not only that, we would really love to hear from you. We are busy brainstorming topics. We have ideas for guests. We have all sorts of thoughts and we would like to hear yours. So 
Uh, if you'd like to email us, just uh, send us a note at edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. Or you can connect with us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, etc., using the hashtag edityourlifeshow. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.